0: I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi level marketing. A quick content warning. This episode deals with triggering topics including mental health, narcissism, examples of manipulation, gaslighting, and high demand control. Please use discretion when listening. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros, it's October, and you know what that means. It's time for MLM Horror Stories. We've got some really incredible stories this month, um, and also a couple bonus episodes. Uh, I've been researching little mini stories and little tangents from episodes or when people go, hey, have you ever heard the story of this? Or did you ever hear about this? I've just been sort of taking notes and researching and finding pretty interesting stories that have at least an MLM, if not a scam and fraud connection. So, So keep those ears peeled because some more bonus content is going to be coming your way from now until the end of the year. So I'm really, really excited. And if you guys know like a cool story and you're like, I really want to tell the story, hit me up and let's tell a story together. It is really fun. And uh, even if you don't want to be on the show, but you're like, you really need to know about this particular story. You know what? Hit me up and let me know because I love doing these little mini dives and I want to create really great content for you guys. So keep your eyes out on Wednesdays for bonus episodes. I'm not going to promise every Wednesday because I do have a lot going on. But I'm going to try my best to get bonus episodes out on Wednesday. I'm going to try my extra best to get those episodes up even earlier than that for the Patreon members. And I wanted to say thank you to our newest Patreon member, Jeanette Holian. Girl, I can't. For real. You're so sweet. So yeah, stay tuned. If you are enjoying the show and you just want a little bit more, you know what I mean? look into joining the Patreon. We have 5 and $10 tiers and I'm going to be creating, like I said, lots of bonus content, including some video-based content, including some live Life After MLM episodes and things like that. I really want to make I really want to make the remainder of the year really fun on the Patreon and also here on the podcast. So I am working double time for you guys. Send in those episode requests. And um, yeah, there are so many great episodes. I wish I could give you even more sneak peeks. But again, if you're on the Patreon, you get those there too. So if you want to join, the link is in the show notes. You guys are incredible. And um, other than that, enjoy this episode because it is equal parts hilarious and horrifying. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. You guys, today I am insanely excited for our guest. Uh, if you have TikTok, if you're a Gen Xer, if you have not been living under a rock, you know exactly who I'm about to introduce. And that is the amazing Julie Anderson. Hi. Hi. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am so good. I'm so good. I have been wanting to talk to you. I don't even know for how long. I'm sure there's a million comments going back and forth. Like we should talk totally. Yes. We should talk totally. And finally, I was like, Julie, here's my link. And you're like, I booked and, and yes. here we are. like, yes. it was instant. Like, so we're- yes. I am so excited to introduce you to people who maybe have never even heard of you. You are on TikTok. You're like the Gen X person on TikTok. <laughs> you share all kinds of stuff with Gen X. I think it's great. I was born in 1981, so I'm right on the cusp, but I feel more Gen X than I do millennial. I I just, your account cracks me up. You, whenever you come across my For You page, I'm like, yes, you are so great. And then one day, randomly, I was following you just for your Gen X content. And then one day you started talking anti-MLM and I was like, wait a second, we have even more to talk about. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So great to have you. And and let's talk about your anti-MLM journey. How did you get into MLM? Let's start there.
1: Okay. So my MLM was Monate, and I came across, I know I, I'm going to see the pain in your oh. face. I had uh, a friend on Facebook post about how great her hair looked and her hair was beautiful. It was really thick and gorgeous. And I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. This is so out of the norm for her to post this. I've got to trust her. Like this is, cause this is just, I've never seen her do anything like this. There must be something to it. So I, you know, surreptitiously went on her link. And then I just placed an order. I didn't say anything. And I had, I was one of the people that had really good results. I, I noticed a big difference in my hair right away. Now I'd never purchased nice shampoo. I always had just crap shampoo, right? So that probably, you know, could be a part of it. I kept purchasing these products as a retail customer. So with Monat, they've got those three levels. Retail, like, you know, now I know all my MLMs kind of do this thing to give the illusion that they have customers outside the distributors.
0: Illusions, Michael.
1: (laughs) And I had post, I had like placed like, I don't know, like seven orders of all different products. Like I really like them. And she kept, every time there was a flash sale, she would try to, um, you know, get me to sign up as, as this VIP customer. But I didn't want any part of it. Until she said, you know, if you had signed up by now, you would have done your three flex ship orders by now. And I, because I didn't like this auto ship thing. And so then I'm like, well, okay. And then after that, I had people asking me what I was using on my hair. And I was telling them, and I thought, well, why don't I sign up and make some extra money? I had no idea about pyramid schemes. Growing up, it was like my mom would have some Amway cleaning products, a little bit of Mary Kay, but it was never this full on recruitment mode. I just thought, I'm going to buy some shampoo. I'm going to have it in my gym bag. I'm going to sell it here and there. I'm going to make 40 bucks. That's what I thought. Of course, you get sucked in and it's just all the indoctrination happened the first time I made that purchase, which is then, you know, you're kind of like lured. They just keep, you know, drip on you until you become, you know, you're recruited. The best recruits come from your customer base. I think it was it was December May 2017. I became a market partner with Monate, and I just thought, okay, well, I'm going to do everything that they tell me to do. They, when I signed up, I asked my upline, who was my friend at the time. That relationship has been completely destroyed because of this. She's still in it. I hope she gets out one day. But um, like, what product pack should I sign up with? And she said the biggest one. We all regret not picking the biggest product pack.
0: We you... all regret not yeah. buying the biggest one.
1: I didn't know. Of course, you get a hefty commission with the biggest product pack. And so I was like, okay. And it was like, before I knew it, she was on the phone to customer service. And I remember at the time feeling confused, like almost like, did I agree to this? Like I want to, but I. it was just moving really quickly. I copied what she did on social media. I had a business page. I started posting every day. Uh, there's a team group, just like all the other MLMs, multiple team groups. you know, welcome, Julie. This is awesome. And then I would post on social media every single day and I did all the the gross things that you know we you, you're not supposed to do and all this. And so but I started to sign up people. The first 30 days, I didn't really sign up anyone. And then I started to gain some like some steam. And I was one of the first people in my area to promote Monate, And so I, the highest rank, I think in that first three months, like other multi-level marketing companies, you get that three month smart start period kind of thing where they, they give you all these bonuses. You're like, holy fuck, like I'm going to be loaded. Like this is, this can happen. Like I can quit my job. Like it's just such bullshit. Right. So but in the three months, I ranked up to the highest rank that I ever achieved, which was MMB, Managing Market Builder. So that's like the first leadership kind of rank. And the reason why I'm saying this is because the next part of this story is what really fucked me up. Being in like two commercial cults at the same time, which a lot of us have, is then I got into a network marketing coaching group run by Ray Higdon, and it's called Rank Makers. Oh my! So f-
0: you said Ray Higdon, and I, my
1: whole body went cold. Yeah. Well, it's taken me since I've been out, like fast forwarding this, I've been like speaking out about eight months now. And it took me month, a few months working with my psychologist to be able to say his name. And uh, so uh, without accolades and gratitude, just like healing from what was about to ensue. Right? So I think I was in Mon 8 for about four months and I came across um, a video of Bray, giving training. And I don't remember what it was. I don't know whether it was, I think it was a free coaching Friday. He used to do this. I don't know if he does this now because he's blocked me. <laughs> on every, But at the time, I don't know whether it was a targeted ad or not. I thought the information was incredibly helpful. I thought, I don't know anything about network marketing, but this, this man seems to know what he's talking about. He's giving really good advice, right? I just completely was like, I just was completely sucked in. And I thought if he's giving this much information for free? How good is it going to be if I pay to get into RankMakers at only nineteen ninety nine a month, US? Right? Imagine
0: yeah. the courses Imagine.
1: you can take when you pay. Oh, and this I took is the
0: all. free stuff.
1: Yeah, this is the free stuff. And so I, uh, I got into the group, and I thought it was amazing. I there was all these people from all different network marketing companies at all different uh, levels. Uh, I felt like really a part of something special. We're going to do network marketing different. This is a different breed of network marketers. We're going to show up with integrity. We're going to do things the right way. And I'm like, this is awesome. And So I had had no education about what a fucking pyramid scheme was. I really had no idea. So by the time, you know, like I've had good results, nothing would have got through to me at that point saying like, this is a mathematically flawed business model. There's no, I wouldn't have cared because I didn't have that exposure when I was young enough to know that this stuff is so screwed up. I just thought, I don't care. Like my hair looks great. Like I don't care. I was personally benefiting. So, you know, you get sucked in so quickly that all those thought stopping cliches, like it's not a pyramid scheme because pyramid schemes are illegal. That made perfect sense to me. And that's what we would say in this group. That's what we were taught. We were coached. So, When I first got into RankMakers, there was all these like videos and introductory things to go through and you do not recruit or prospect other people in the group because this is like with all different companies, we're all in this together. And at the time, Ray would go live every single day, usually in the morning, and he would give a training. So we would tune in every single day to watch like how to write a curiosity post without being like really, you know, gross and mentioning your company's name. Never mention your company's name because, you know, there's bad information out there from people that are haters, inaccurate, you want them to contact you. That's why, you know, you, you say, it's like, shout out to my girl, Roberta, who bought my bottle of shampoo and has great hair. You just leave it like that. And like, people will clamor to your posts and like, then you'll say, DM me. I'm like taking all this information. I'm like, wow. He also introduced that one of the first things of cult jargon that um, now I'm working to like deprogram, get out of my brain. Where he's like redefining words. And I know within a multi-level marketing company, the either word edification is misused. It's deification. That's what they mean. Oh, absolutely. They say edification, right? The other one is he's redefined the word posture. And he says this still on his training videos, like you can see on YouTube. He calls posture, he defines posture, and this will this will creep you out because I've got this like, like after five years of listening to him intently watching him pretty much every day, posture is the belief in what you have without the need for external acceptance or approval.
0: Wow. So yeah. So can, like that dog whistle, you're like, boom, I
1: know. Yeah, totally. I believed hardcore everything. So when you think of that, the concept itself without like redefining the word, the belief in what you have, without the need for external acceptance and approval. It's like confidence, that's great. All of these concepts have like seeds of truth. They have like validity to them, but they get twisted. And then you get manipulated. And there's the introduction of like gaslighting and self-sabotage. You have limiting beliefs. He will tell you what your limiting beliefs are. You have a scarcity mindset, but it's all interwoven with good. He would So there's like ritualistic stuff that would go on in the group as well, aside from the daily live videos. So you can imagine there's like an army of us that would like be really excited and we would tune in. We would do anything we could to tune in live to watch him every day. I would take notes on his training. I would pause it. I would transcribe it. And then I would tell it to my team. Very often after that, he'd go live on his personal page or maybe on Instagram. And we would all troop over to those pages as well. So we're like just taking in this information all the time from him.
0: But then also like you guys are watching this and you're commenting and and there might be other people who have no idea what's going on. And just because there's so many comments and likes, it's being put in the algorithm and it's coming up on their feed as like the next video. And they're watching this and they're going, what is this guy talking about? And obviously we always head to the comments to try to figure out what's going on. And what they find in the comments is validation of what this man is saying. Oh, you're so right. You're so, you're (laughs) such a genius. Everything you say is brilliant. And this person goes. Hmm, And then now they're listening to it, not with a skeptical mindset where they were like, who's this guy? They're going, oh, there's hundreds of comments saying this guy knows what's going on. Maybe he does know what's going on. Totally. And then all of a sudden you have this open mind to what he's saying. No due diligence. You're just believing everything he says without any sort of secondary anything going, oh, yes. oh, oh, that does make sense when you think yes. like that. Oh, wow. Yes. And there's another person who's sucked into it.
1: Yes, but Wednesday he did something called Wealth Wednesday, which was really cool, but also twisted and messed up at the same time. Like everything is. And I just want to say too, before I go any further, all of this is my opinion. Allegedly, in my opinion, and it's intended uh, to like just like share my experiences. So I do uh, believe Rank Makers is a cult, as is Money Wealth Wednesday. Would be this is to improve your money mindset because there's something wrong with you if you don't have money. It's a mindset. It's an actual thing that he can fix by purchasing courses and by you doing what you're told and being obedient, which is participating in something called Wealth Wednesday, which is you're going to give money to a stranger, doesn't matter how much or how little it is, without the thought of like anything, you know, for you. But the thing is, is that the only reason we're doing this is because by doing that, we're going to manifest and attract money to us because you have to behave as if you fully believe you are a millionaire and you can just be like, like throwing up the money. So there's like lots of beautiful things that happen. People would, you know, I I would buy Tim Horton's little gift cards and just give them to people. I, and then I'd run away and I felt so great. That's great on its own. But the motive behind it is to uh, get people. And maybe I can recruit someone. Oh, I can post about this. Like, it's always that dark. It's not completely altruistic, right? And they pray, these cults prey on your altruism. So it doesn't, I was looking for a, a job and I was not having success. But I know like the discussions with people saying like, how do people get sucked into these groups? Are they so stupid or they're greedy? Well, even if you are stupid and greedy, you don't deserve to get conned and taken advantage of. Nobody deserves to get treated like that. But also a vulnerability is your altruism that that, um, these things prey on and these people prey on. And they exploit, you know, yeah. Well, you know, there's the whole like pay it forward thing.
0: Like, oh, I went to Starbucks and the person in front of me paid for my order and I wanted to pay it forward. And so I went to the grocery store and I bought someone a whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Altruism, right? Yeah. 100%. You, you buy something for someone or you donate to something or but in that moment where it changes is then the external validation of like, look what I did. Tell me how good I am. Yes. Look what I did. I'm going to try to save somebody. I'm going to do, yes. and it's not just to be a good person or to help someone Yes. and to be altruistic. It's to recruit. It's to yes. open up a conversation that will become predatory. It is yes. to get someone to go, wow, you're, you're so generous. How can you just give away $50 yeah, bills? Exactly. What do you do for a living? <laughs> You know what exactly. I mean? It's so ridiculous. Yeah. And and where does your charitable, altruistic heart go the moment you then put it out there and say, I did this. Look yeah. at me. Aren't I so good? I did this.
1: Since I've had time away now and I've had like, I've learned now with trauma, events had been blurred. I was having a difficult time, like piecing together a timeline, memories and stuff like that. But t- enough time has elapsed now where I'm able to see through and understand what happened to me he twists things and it's always, it's really, it's really fucking weird because he'll like say exactly what he's saying in front of you. So he would say, you know, you're doing this, but it's very selfish. Make no mistake. When you do something for someone, it's not like he wouldn't say the word altruism, but he would say, it's not just like out of the goodness of your heart. You're getting something for it. You're feeling, you're getting a payoff. You're feeling good for it. He made that you feeling good about doing something for someone was dark and that there's something wrong with it. And he labeled it as selfish. And that's bullshit. That's not true. Same way as one of the first times he really got his hook into me when I was listening to one of his trainings to be like, there's people that get off on feeling sorry for themselves. And I was like, that's me. Oh my God. He has this, this is, I, I don't. And since after all of this, like again, fast forwarding five years, working with my psychologist, that's also bullshit. You know, there's these things that sound good and they can snag you and you can self-indoctrinate yourself, which is what I did. I have a background um, doing like Ironman triathlons. I did 18 of them over the course of 13 years. And I didn't know how to swim when I first started. So I understood yeah, the value Julie? Yeah, of getting, and the reason why I want to bring that up is because since all this has passed, Ray's made videos, he's He's made so much content about me in Rank Makers, and he would like, "Before she joined Rank Makers, she was unsuccessful, totally unsuccessful." And then he he goes on, right? And of course, he doesn't mention my name, but everybody knows that he's talking about me. I'm like, "That's not right. That's not true. That's a lie, right?" So I understood the value of getting a coach. I wanted to do things right. I wanted to like see what I could do, and I really I got it in my head that I wanted to do this right. I started to think like, look, oh, okay, I'm going to get coaching or I'm going to like pay for these courses at first because that's how the trajectory kind of went. Meanwhile, I'm still in Monate doing all that bullshit. You know, the Zoom calls, the events, which I loved, you know, the fireballs on the stage, like the thumping music in the morning. I'm like, are you kidding me? We're releasing skincare. It's so fantastic. Spending all this money. So The next kind of way I was lured deeper in um, with rank makers was that there was like various courses, which I purchased like pretty much all of them. And then he did something called the 14 day challenge. And this was, you'd go live every day for 14 days on Facebook. I was already going live every day because I had heard someone in my company that was at the top of the company. She had gone live every day for six months. And I'm like, well, I'll go live every day for a year. This is no fucking problem for me because I'm consistent. I've done 18 Ironman races. I know what it's like to train every day. I'm like, I can do a video every day, no problem. I know that that is, it's unreasonable to do that. It, it's ridiculous. It's, it's fucking unhealthy. But I did it every day for three and a half years straight before I fucking quit. So, and Isn't I'll ta- live every day, day, at least once every day. I did everything that I was told every day for 3 and, a, and what's really gross now when i'm looking back i just kind of typed into my ma- name i put like Julie rank makers how many videos i did about ray about rank makers about 14 day challenge about all the th- i was just all free advertising of course you never post about your company but it's okay to post about that it's like i still get on like oh kind of physical like i was so fucking exploited and taken advantage of just like we all were right like it's okay to do this so-
0: absolutely i mean that's such a great point like this company, this business model mm-hmm. does this to people.
1: Yeah. That's what it does. does. I did. I fucking became a manipulator. Like I own it, but this is, this is how it happens quickly. And it also happens by degrees. And you also do it to yourself. You look for ways to prove it and you really enjoy what you're doing. It feels really good at the time. You really feel like you're a part of something. You're you, we were told you have to show up for the people that like whatever your like story of trauma and abuse are, you need to stand up for them. You owe it to them to keep showing up for your network marketing business. So I'll, I'll get into that part where you're like childhood trauma and that is like you're encouraged to overshare and, and leverage and exploit that, which I did. And I'm like fucking disgusted by it. But at the time I'm like, this is what you're supposed to do. I have to get out of my comfort zone. Your comfort zone is actually, the definition of it is your instincts. And he wants you to not listen to your instincts, but to listen to what he says. When he says jump, you say how high. Otherwise, you're disobedient and you've success leaves clues. You want to follow. There's you're, you have no money. Well, there's something wrong with your mindset and you're self-sabotaging yourself. It goes around and around and around. So you just are like all during this too. Like, you know, there's something wrong. Like you might be like fighting, but you also really believe. And I really believed him. I really, really fucking respected him. I really believe that the stuff that he was teaching was really good. Some of it was, a lot of it was just twisted and distorted and it wasn't even his anyway. He lifted it from other people like they all do.
0: But it's like, here you are every single day that you're in this course, every single day that you're doing the things he says to do and you're being obedient every single day, you're getting just one step deeper, one step deeper, one step deeper, one step deeper.
1: Yeah. Then if there, it seals off the ability to even listen to any other outside information because it is, everybody is a hater. I remember blocking people that were anti MLM and I couldn't, and I remember how can they be so terrible? There's awful. I remember and they were just saying the same things I'm saying now. So I, like, I get it. Like, it's just, you, you can't physically see it until, until there's like the cracks that start to show. It was called a 14 day challenge. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. So it's going to be a special group on Facebook and he's going to train in there on top of his daily Ray dailies, we called them (laughs) that he'd do every day in, in rank makers. Right. And then we'd, then he'd go live in the 14 day challenge and he would do a training and then he'd give us a task or like an assignment. And then we'd all go live on Facebook and it's to get you out of your comfort zone to get you like work that muscle. So you got to show up more powerfully and impact more people. Like that's what he says. This is where it's, it's like, I, there was like a first pre contest that I happened to win. And he did this video of me. It called it Julie, the dominator Anderson. And was like saying like how great my fucking video was. And it was like, it was like, I was like, I had a lot of attention and I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is really cool. So then all of a sudden there's like, there's that like all these other people looking at you. So you know what it feels like when you get attention from someone that you really respect, look up to, and who also happens to be a fucking cult leader. It's just like, holy fuck, like I'm special, I'm chosen, like, oh, oh man, like I can really achieve this stuff, right? So, um, and then, so I ended up doing like about, I think I did about eight of these 14 day challenges over the course of the five years, or close to five years I was within Rank Makers, And I either placed, and I, I won cash pretty much every challenge that was there. I was always, so I was always getting a lot of feedback from him, I was getting a lot of exposure so he did give me good advice, right? Be that as it may, I did get some like really valuable feedback and a lot of just like shit feedback too, right? Um, one of So anyway, when I, every time there would be one of these 14 day challenges, I, I always wanted to like help people. Like, that's why we get into this, right? And I'm like, we're all in this together. And I'd write like 10 tips to do your first live. Like if this is your first challenge, it's okay. Like these are things that are going to help you. I just, I just love creating content. And I love doing that kind of thing. I think it was on the first challenge or something. It would always be around day three. People would be saying like, I'm really nervous. My computer crapped out. I don't know what like content to create. And he made this video and he always does this. He just like, he just unleashes. He's like, if you can't show up, this is why you're failing at life. And it's like, at the time I thought this was amazing coaching. I thought like, you really care about us. And it's not, it's abusive but I didn't see it. So abusive. I, I didn't see it. And many of us don't see it. And many of us, myself included a few months ago, like looking back, I was so, I had so much self-disgust at how I thought this was such amazing coaching, all these things he's done, you know, uh, now I feel, I feel more neutral and ambivalent, like with, I've been fortunate enough to get like professional help, like healing and stuff. But at the time, like, I believe this was, this was the greatest thing. And we would think like, Whoa, wow, he's going to get tough again. Right. So a lot of people were scared. They were made, they were shamed because they couldn't. And there's so many reasons why people don't want to do a live video and they're valid. And especially this is all about network marketing too. So next step is I go to Rankmakers live event. So on top of Monate's events, Monations, um, the rank makers has an event. So this is like beating all the other ones, no matter what they say. They're like, if you have a choice between going to your company's event and rank makers, you go to your company's event, but no, 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 they want you there. And that's how I behave too. I'm like, Oh, for sure. I've got to go to rank makers live and meet all my friends that I see every day. And we're interacting in the group. This is going to be so great. We're all succeeding together. And I think it was at that event every Friday, He had something in the group and he may still have this. It was called like Celebration Friday. And I fucking love this. So you could upload a video of you dancing. You could celebrate anything. It was like so much fun. I'd be like, "Eh," like screwing around, making a dance. And then people would say happy Friday. And I'd be like, happy Friday. And no shit. I would drop like a whole block of heart emojis, like for every single person commenting. Like I felt so high. I was like, I was being love bombed. I was love bombing everybody. I didn't have a clue what the hell I was in. I loved it.
0: It was just like a dopamine punch bowl.
1: Give me another refill. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I was, I kind of got, because I'm like uh, good at being consistent. It's easy. It's easy for me, especially with my background. I chose a song that was best day of my life by American authors. And I just, I, I can't dance. I dance like a typical Gen X or there's some that can really dance. I don't. I go the one two with the hands that look like they're kind of running. That's it. So I just would like do that and like just kind of do like a little wiggle when like the beat dropped. And when I went to one of these events, I was like so excited because I like I saw him I'm like, can I take my picture with you? Thank you. And he's like, yes. And he said, let's do that dance together that you do in Rank Makers. So we did. And one of my friends did it and he said, be sure to tag me in it. So of course then I got all this additional exposure. And this was what was really Fucking weird too is that as soon as that i I was like so excited i'm like holy fuck this is so awesome like it's so rad right as soon as that was posted on facebook all the people at rank makers live looked at me differently and that was very it was it's fucking weird right it's and it's like a cult
0: it's a cult tactic too head over to coins.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors It that faux celebrity where you're just, you know, several degrees of Kevin Bacon away from like the leader. Totally the closer you are, yeah, the totally more powerful you become in their shadow. Basically, that's totally it. Yes, yes. Thank you
1: for articulating it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I absolutely experienced that too.
1: It's weird. Yeah, it is. Looking back, and I, this is, I, I think, a big piece that I think it's important to talk about because there can be a lot of shame attached to it because nobody wants to admit that nobody wants to be like, I was so enthralled with this man hanging on his every word. It doesn't feel good to say that. And I feel like from listening to your podcast and hearing other people's stories, it's like, I can speak about this. It's okay. And it's, it's weird because when you walk into it, it disappears, that shame kind of disappears. It's like, no, 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 this is, this is how I felt. This is exactly what happened. They want you not to talk about these things. They want you not to reveal what's going on. Right. No? Because yeah. as soon
0: as I say, oh, that happened to me, someone's going to go, that happened to me too. And you're yeah. like, I'm sorry, what? And that's me too. And then all of a sudden this web of me too happens and people go, "Yes." oh, it's like a thing. And the more we know about the inner workings of what's actually happening, the yeah. the worse it is for them because yes. especially those of us who are, have loud mouths and yeah. opinions. <laughs> when we're when we're put in a position that we feel like we're in a corner and and our only option is to, like, lunge forward and attack, <laughs> then we become anti-amilum advocates and we have conversations yeah. like this publicly. And then it's not good for Ray Higdon and his
1: uh no. master
0: class of douche nozzles.
1: So now at this time, Ray decided to do a reality show. And it was called play to win. Now i like now this is starting to get more exposure, thank God, because this is really, really disturbing and it may be like a, a trigger warning for people uh because it's it's really fucked up and it's still on YouTube and it's still up on Facebook. So now he hired now around this time, also I believe he's maybe he started to get coached by Grant Cardone, who is a Scientologist. Ray also has gone into like landmark forum, always talking about landmark forum. Grant Cardone
0: and the Scientology like pipeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you now- guys, like all of these cults are connected and they're connected for a reason because they're all run the exact same way. So all of these like cult leaders are like, well, how did you do that? That's a really good idea. And they're talking to each other and they're implementing it in their own cults. And there are these, I mean, I hate to say many cults because they're cults, a cult, but they're s- smaller sized cults under the umbrella of even bigger Colts, under the umbrella of Grant Cardone and Scientology, like you guys. (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea
1: this Grant Cardone was in Scientology at the time. So this is like about 2019. He would brag about this. I've paid for six coaching sessions for $100,000 with Grant Cardone. And this is why you should also invest in coaching. You're investing in your future. You're investing in yourself. If you really want to have success in this business, I always have a coach. You've got to like emulate my behavior. Also, he has this guy and I don't even know if he's still around, but his name is Hank Norman. This guy is also, in my opinion, like a biggest con man piece of shit. Um, And I did say in my opinion there, he would like milk his affiliation with Mel Robbins. He had some video clip of her where she said, because of you, you made me successful or something like that. And he would play it, right? At the time, like you know, you have these feelings. You're just like, there's some people. I'm just like, I, I'll have these feelings where I'm like, ew. But I really respect you. But with him, it was a turn off from the beginning. And I know a lot of people. They they didn't. They were like maybe a turn but they're like, I'm going to buy your courses. He presented at this Rank Makers Live as like, I buy my course. It's going to buy my course. But apparently, my memory serves me correctly. It was him. Ray hired him as a coach too, or a consultant or something. And he was like, you need to do this reality show. It's going to build your brand and so why this is important is because when they started to do this play to win they they got people from within rank makers to apply and i think they chose 40 contestants you had to send in like a little video clip explaining why they should you should pick them there was it was really built up so you keep in mind we're all of us are showing up every day in this group we really respect him but there's this that weird indoctrination thing that's going on there's like you get lifted up and you get smacked down you like feel like you're really doing really good, but then they'll like say some shitty little comment to you or like refer to like something that you've said or a comment or a content that you've made and be like, work it in that like he, his, his, his way is better. There's always, there's always this lift up, that confusion, the instability. So they do this reality show. 40 people rank makers apply. I believe it's like 40 uh, rank makers apply to get in. And then they have to fly on their own dime. To like the place in Florida. And I remember at the time when he was making content about this within Right Makers, he's like, You know, you are lucky that you've been chosen to do this. And how dare you complain about spending money? This is an opportunity of a lifetime. Of course, at the time, I'm like, Yeah, yeah, they should be grateful that they were even selected. You know, now I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, poor form, you know, all around. Anyway, these people go there and they have a series of interviews. And the interviews, they—it's so disgusting, Roberta. This is now being covered on YouTube, thank God, by people. And I just want to like um, say that the contestants—some people are still, some people have left, some people have got completely like gone off social media. Some people are still in network marketing. Some people have completely left. But what was done to these contestants is—is abuse, and it's extremely traumatic. They were made to sell their trauma. So I'm going to give you one story, and I'm not going to like go into super detail. So this has to do, the whole point of this reality show is that you could, the the prize could either be a job with him, the Higden group, or a year's coaching. Now, most people wanted coaching because we respected him so much that if we got personal coaching for a year, we're going to be at the top of our multi-level marketing company. We're going to be able to like what he would say drill some wells and like give clean water to people. We're going to be able to open up an orphanage. We're going to be able. So that's where that's coming from. So the people that are interviewed, woman is telling her story about how her husband, here's a trigger warning, tried to kill her. And Jessica Higdon, his wife, say, how did that go? This is on air right now. She wanted details exactly how long was the knife and how did he stick it in? Meanwhile, they're dramatizing it with stock footage with like a red filter and a knife and a person crying. It's fucking disgusting. What does this have to do with multi-level what marketing, the right? The he, fuck. Yeah, this is just one of many. And then he would like with subsequent interviews with people. He said, well, why should we hire you? And they'd say, well, I have a lot of experience doing this. And he'd interrupt them. And he would say- or she would say, stop talking about yourself. You need to give us value. What are you going to do for us? How many stages are you going to put us on? I mean, it's just a disastrous train wreck where it's like this narcissistic behavior, blatant abuse, blatant manipulation. You're pulling people from a large... He pulls people from a larger pool already with the network marketing. We're already brainwashed. We already believe that this is a legitimate business model. So then these people are now they come out of each little interview and they're crying, they're hugging each other. They've trauma bonded with Ray and Jessica. It's foul. It's repulsive and it's it's really disturbing. Okay, now now the reason why I'm talking about this is because one of my very good friends who is the season 1 winner, Michelle Culberson, has been has left MLM. She has left Rank Makers. They've actually like just removed her. And she's like writing, she's writing about that now. And um, she was the season one winner. She can't even access like viewing the content because he's blocked her too. anybody that will like listen to a YouTube video or whatever, like they're being blocked. So, okay, that's going on. Now they've, they're going to announce the first season winner at this, you know, at this event, whatever, which is then Michelle Culberson. Now at this, also the same time going on is I sign up for inner circle coaching because that's the next step along the lemming jumping off the cliff. And I just got like sucked into everything. Um, And at the time when I'm watching this play to win, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is amazing coaching. Oh, this is what you have to do. Wow. I didn't see it. We, none of us saw it as abuse. I watched it last night, the first season uh, episode again, now after like these, all this time has passed and it was, uh, it's weird because now I feel like more neutral. I don't have, I don't feel as triggered looking at him. Um, Like I've had therapy and just worked through a lot of shit. So I was able to see through it, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is just I could see other people, all these people commenting. I'm like, Who is this? This is terrible. This is so wrong. What this squid game is this? Shit? Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, totally. It, the next level of this is like getting into inner circle coaching. So this is like if you want, if you're serious about your business, you hire one of our coaches, and they're 100k inner circle coaching. So it was sold to me at the time that if I paid and I went into this for six months, I would too. Become a hundred the holy grail of network marketing is become the six figure income, right? Six figure income earner, top income earner, hundred K. So I'm like, okay. So I, I go in and I get this coach who is fucking amazing, right? Really awesome. I this time I'd already been doing a live video every day, you know, at least one, because I had a team group on Facebook, my own personal team group. I had a customer group, I had Instagram, I had my Facebook personal. And so I'm doing all and plus there's stories. So I so, have a question. Yeah. How is your Monate business doing? It's kind of chugging along, but like you can see all of my time is spent in rank makers. A lot of it is done like promoting rank makers. There's like, if you want, we're going to give away these prospecting journals and this new merch, tag rank makers, tag 14 day challenge, tag whatever. And, you know, maybe you can get one. And, but at the same time, I I'm loving it so much, despite these things that are like bugging me, I still love it so much. And I'm still so enthralled that I'm, I'm still posting. Is
0: there a MLM aspect to rank makers as well? Like if you recruit someone in, do you get a bit? Okay.
1: Yeah. Although I don't know with with these top leaders that bring their teams, maybe they're getting something special. I don't really know. So I signed up, I was paying $800 US a month for this coaching. Yeah. (laughs) Which I was not fucking making it. Nobody's making this money. You don't know me. Over 99% of people are making a diddly squad anyway, right? But I'm like, okay, I'm, this is about, I'm gonna, the shit's gonna get real. I'm gonna do this the same way I approach doing triathlon. I'm gonna pay for a coach. They're gonna be the best coach and I'm gonna do what they say. The only thing I wasn't doing was prospecting people. So I started fucking prospecting people. Now I built up, I started at like five, then I went to 20 people a day. And at my peak, I was prospecting. 200 fucking people a day. Hey, Roberta, I see you're in Tucson. I know we don't know each other, but I'm looking to expand my business there. Would you be open to taking a look at what I do, if not no big deal? Boom, 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 boom. All over Instagram, all over Facebook. And I'm not alone. There's a lot of fucking rank makers. I'll tell you, we work our assholes off. Where are you finding these people to message? So I would use different approaches. Um, I would type in, so say I had somebody that I signed up like you, Roberta, that was like so fucking amazing. And you were a real estate agent. I'd type in Roberta real estate. And then I would just, all these names from all over the place would come up and I would just like send out cold messages. There was other more nefarious ways of adding value into a group each day. We were taught like a DMO, daily method of operations where- a lot of times all of us in inner circle would like get together and we'd be like, okay, everyone, we'd like jack ourselves up like Tony Robbins breathing exercises, Abraham fucking Hicks. I tell I'm so deep, so fucking deep anyway. And then we'd be like, okay, next 10 minutes, you're going to go into these groups on Facebook. So say you like anime, go in there and add value. So maybe what does that mean to add value? Answer somebody's question. You're going to give without expecting anything in return, but what you hope is that you're going to cultivate this, trust because they're gonna know like and trust you maybe they'll send you a friend request maybe if you're bold you might send them a dm you're gonna add value in groups for 10 minutes and the next however many minutes you're gonna prospect people and then the next that you're gonna like follow up with people so but I'd be doing shit on top of all this right so but and I'm how two- many
0: people are in rank makers that are doing this daily
1: so I know their membership has dropped because more and more people are leaving every day and coaches have left, some have left and some are speaking out and some won't. And some people have left and won't speak out. And that's okay, too. But because we're all like doing this. But right now, I think there's 10,000 people, but it's not an accurate representation. Because like rank RankMakers introduced a lifer option, where at the beginning of the pandemic, when he was losing a lot of money, he was like, oh, let's do this lifer option for everybody. And so instead of paying $20 a month, You could pay $100, I think that's what it was. And then you'd have lifetime access to uh, rank makers. So I was one of the people that also became a rank maker lifer, which they still are promoting. It's like become a lifer. (laughs) You're in in Inner Circle. So um, it's a separate Facebook group. There's a lot of coaches in there. Uh, I've since learned all the 100K Inner Circle coaches aren't necessarily making 100K at all. And they've never have achieved 100K themselves. That's what I've heard, which I know it's true. And uh, so there's like a lot of training. So you would have additional training and additional tasks because this we'd be like, congratulations, you've invested in yourself. You are now the 1%. You really believe you are called to this profession. So it's like this noble depends on, and there's, there's people that are really religious. So they would be like, Oh, Jesus has called. This is he's put this on my heart. All So it's like, they use all of that to like, get you in there. And then they'll do these lengthy, even more in-depth trainings, which is just the same bullshit. Right. Um, But I'm like, all right, this is what I got to do. Every two weeks, I'd have a half hour phone call with my coach. You know, what are you doing? I was making content out the wazoo. And so the only thing was prospecting. And then it's, it's always about mindset because nobody wants to prospect. And Ray would always say, I never wanted to prospect either, but I did it because I wanted a better life for my family, you know. So then there's this shame and fear, and like, you know, I got to step out of my comfort zone. And you're know, like, and we get all jacked up together, and you actually feel kind of good. I'm like, I hated doing it, but now I kind of like it. Like, talk about getting nose. Which, funny, oddly enough, out of all of that schmozzle, I never did sign anybody up by cold messaging them. It was always through my content. So the next thing about this inner circle coaching is that they had something called Weekend Warrior Contest, which was like the busiest, busy work. So. Think about Stephen Hassan's bite model, behavior, information, thought, emotional control. It Like it ticked all of those. It's like the fucking bingo of the bite model. (laughs) It'd be like over the weekend. And they would just like create these tasks. You're trusting that if you listen to your coach and you do all these activities, you are going to achieve, you're going to be a, a, a top income earner in your company. But they just pull this shit out of their ass. They're like, one of them was at this time, I was, I had started on TikTok and I was one of the very few people that had started on TikTok. And this is also important because this is what ended up made me like kind of start seeing through things and then leaving and really has made me start speaking out too. <laughs> so one of these things was like, go to the grocery store and get a picture with you taken with a stranger, like in a vegetable, like a fucking eggplant. I'm like, I'm already making TikToks. I don't need to get out of my comfort zone. I don't, I don't think this is safe to do like ask us. I don't, what is the purpose of this? You know, it's absurd. And then there'd be like, if you're prospecting 200 people then prospect a thousand like it's always like this extra like like just do even more and like do all these live videos I'm like and so when there would be people that would say in the group if they dared speak to their coach or dared post in the group like what is the benefit of this Ray would lose his fucking mind he would like come on do a live video like never question me yeah get the fuck out like get out this group isn't for you it's like this is what cults do right anytime there's any, but I was like at the time I'm like I'm not doing this but I'm not saying anything but I'm still like I still fucking respect them. I still fucking look up to them. like it's this is how it is but now at the time like I started to get on TikTok and for me it was really important to have a creative outlet that was pretty much devoid of me monetizing it I wanted to just play. I had already done this whole monetizing thing, trying to anyway, on Facebook and Instagram. I wanted to play. I wanted to create. I wanted to have no niche. I just wanted to let her rip and have fun. Now, there are some pieces of content out there where I'd like do the the money bottle, you know, very few. It was like 99.7% of not <laughs> that at all. Just like good stuff. And that really started to like, I was like having so much fun with this around I don't know. I ended up getting another coach because I renewed this coaching thing. And they gave me another coach, which ends up being Jennifer Rayla, who ended up fucking leaving as well. And she's now speaking out. And she was one of Ray's top inner circle coaches who has given big paying clients, like I think if I have my numbers, right, maybe $30,000 US a year, and I think they're getting paid 22 bucks an hour he's just pocketing the rest, right? She's coaching them, but he's like, oh, you know, it's such, it's such fucking bull. It's such a fucking scam. Especially when all this information is like, not even a lot of it isn't even his, you can just get this from other people. He's like quoting from other books. Um, one of the things I learned was like, what's in it for me. He would make that like, as if it was like, he created that he didn't create that. That's like, I read that in another book. I'd like find stuff afterwards. So it's like when you're creating content, you know, don't think of just what's in it for me, think what's in it for them. It's a good, it's a good concept. That's one of them. Anyway, so I start up with Jen and um I'm telling her, I'm like, you gotta get on fucking TikTok. Like now I regret doing this, of course, because it's like they have on TikTok the community guidelines say no multi-level marketing content, no Ponzi schemes, but it says no multi-level marketing allowed. Um, and it probably said that at the beginning, but I was like, you got to get on TikTok because this is going to teach you how to tell a powerful, compelling story in 15 seconds or less. It's going to deliver you trends every single day. Cause at the time in 2019, it, it was just, it was different. It, it's I mean, things are always changing, but it was, it was pretty new. And it was like these trending hashtags, trends, trending audio clips, you're going to be so far ahead of what is actually going on. And it's going to make your content better. So you can be posting on, you know, Facebook. I don't know if they had stories at the time, but you could be using this. You could be using this for your stories. And I was starting to do it. And the pushback I received, not from Jen, but from the other coaches was like, you're doing this for attention. You just want, and I'm, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're posting on social media for attention. The whole point of content creation is to create engagement. Why are you saying, oh, I have like less noble motives because I uh, like, what? like, there's these weird things going on like that. And Ray would make content, and it would be like this more like which I've now learned is his mo of like this passive aggressive digs at anyone who does anything differently than what he says. He would like constantly refer to TikTok as like a waste of time. Ding dong. Oh, you know, you can post on Facebook and Instagram. And for those of you posting on Ding dong, like I was like. Oh, for fuck. And I felt like kind of like that, but at the same time, I'm like, why don't why don't they see this? Like, this is really valuable. I didn't realize that it was just this, this whole fucking cult. You can't disobey. You've got to stay in line. And and he has to be the originator and he has to take all the credit. Lo and behold, TikTok fucking breaks through his ego enough to be like, this is a real thing. Meanwhile, Jen, at the same time, like, she's starting, like, she's listening to me. I fucking love her in a non-fucking-culty way. And she's like, I was, you know, I'm telling the coaches this and I don't know why. So then there's, like, he decides, like, holy fuck. People are actually like recruiting off TikTok. I wasn't all I had. I had top leaders from various companies within Makers messaging me. Have you monetized it yet? Have you monetized it yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't because I don't fucking want to. But like you can still have this is still valuable because it's going to teach you how to create better content. You're going to get immediate feedback at the time like your content was pushed out. You're going to see what's like catching right away. You're going to be building a community and perhaps that community could then follow you on to other platforms. I'm like, why the hell am I telling you this? I'm not the social media guru who has been in 11 network marketing companies until I found the one got in at like number 2000 and lo and behold, I'm at the top of my pyramid scheme, which is Ray's story. I'm just some fucking person paying 800 bucks a month. Like, why am I telling you this? So eventually it becomes apparent that this is like, a, it's like a, it's a big deal and he can't ignore it anymore. And so then he wants to do a training and he sends me a message. Hey, rockstar you do a training about TikTok I'm like absolutely finally like finally you're gonna see this right so meanwhile I'm like fucking mad I'm like making like making content yeah I see all these social media gurus who don't know anything now they're all flooding like over to TikTok I'm like but I this also I also really respect to like up to him it's always going on like the cult identity is on top of yours but it's you're there the whole time right
0: I wanted to say, like, the odd juxtaposition of, like, Ray initially not understanding TikTok, not wanting to be a part of it, actively making fun of it intentionally. Yes. Like, it's very clear that it's called TikTok. And maybe if you were calling it, like, Tic or something, I would understand yeah. that you were maybe mispronouncing it. But he's literally calling it Ding Dong. Yes. Oh yeah. Facebook, Instagram, and ding dong. (laughs) Yes. And until he can see that it could benefit him, he makes fun of it. He chastises it. He tells you you're wasting your time, your energy. It's not an income producing activity until he sees that it is. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, rock star, which was also what Deanne called me. Hey, (sighs) rock star. I need my rock star to Teach everybody about this amazing app called TikTok. Oh, oh, now you know it's called TikTok because you can see the value in it. And you're calling me a rock star, where previously I was an idiot who was wasting my time. Yes. Now I'm a rock star because you need my expertise.
1: Yes. That's, but at the time, like there's that feeling, but I'm still like, finally, now I can help some people out. Now it's going to be great. So, I do this, uh, I uh like I record it, it's this video, and I forget, I, he was asking how much, how many minutes is it, or what do you want to title it, and I'm like, I gave him an idea, and then he said, how about this, how to grow a following on TikTok, even if you have no influence or something like that. Um Also, I, I want to say this, too, because he had posted, I think, I don't know where he had posted it, but he had said... I'm looking for people like who know about TikTok. Um, who do you recommend? And all these people tagged me. A lot of my friends did. And he said something like, um, I'm looking for someone that has actual results. So I'm going to, that was when I was like, fuck you. I'm going to make a free TikTok group. And I'm going to just like share everything. I'm going to teach as many people as I can, everything. And it was awesome because that's what I want to do. I want to help people. I don't care about monetizing. It's like, I love creating content. I want to help people. So but before well, that how many happened... followers do you have on TikTok right now? K yeah fuck Ray Higdon (laughs) fuck you Ray (laughs) so uh I do this training and then he bundles it up with it with other people's training so he's done many and these are people that are um they're like they're top income earners or they're like they're paying for a lot of coaching and they're like you know oh like he's so fucking amazing right makers is so great and mine is like bundled up as a bonus. It's like, I have the screenshot of it too. Cause I got the email. I like took my little screenshots bonus. Number one valued at $27. Julie Anderson does this training. The thing I never got paid for this. He never even offered. I had so much respect for him. I thought I, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me to like negotiate. I just thought because he has so much integrity and is has so much ethics that he would just be like, okay, I've done this, and you know, we put this value of this on it, and we're going to like arrange this money and talk to this person. He did fuck all. I was floored. I was like, you used me, and that's not fucking okay. And I don't care. And I've seen other people within Rank Makers and Inner Circle Coaching this weird abusive relationship narrative. Why didn't she value herself enough to negotiate with you, Ray? I'm like, no, this is you're in a fucking cult, and this behavior is wrong. And if you were a true businessman, you would never be using people like this. And it hasn't just happened with me. It happens with other people as well. Uh, most of us are women. Yeah, um, absolutely. 2021, it was in uh, February. I ended up dropping out of the 14 day challenge that was in there. And I, the reason why I did was because he made this video about one of my pieces of content. And it was like, I had won again. Like there was like I placed and the way he was talking about it, he had taught us this technique. Of when you're in video and you want, say you wanted somebody to purchase the highest product back, you would talk like, well, you know, if you're not really serious about this business and you just really don't care and you, you know, you just, we thought this was like such savvy business advice, you know, just purchase this one. But if you want to really take this business and you're, you only get this one chance to get this product, you want to buy this one. And he was doing that about my video uh, and the video topic was TikTok because I knew that that would attract a lot of views and I knew what I was talking about and I fucking, like I loved it, but he did that. And I'm like, uh, fuck you, I'm out. I know exactly what you're doing. You taught us this technique and now you're doing it to me. Like for what reason? Why? I'm like giving you credit, like fucking hashtag 14 day challenge. My name on fa- on Facebook, I like Googled like Julie Rankmakers, Ray. I, I don't know how many pieces of content I have up there. I've since like, when I got out, I privated everything just for my friends. Cause I'm like so humiliated and ashamed. I don't know. I may open it up publicly again, just to like, like look at all the stuff I did. I don't know. I was like, really? So anyway, I dropped out of the 14 day challenge, but that was the last one I was in. And it was a month later. I did my very last live video. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I just made an announcement. I had a friend at the time who was in multi-level marketing. And this is, you know, those passive aggressive digs that they all do that you think they're your friend, but you know, you're like, they weren't ever your friend. She was like, nobody's going to care. Like, why are you even going to post this? People did fucking care. I posted, I'm not going to be going live every day for three and a half years. Thanks. It's just, it's, it's a waste of time. Like it's, it's not healthy, right? The next fucking day, Ray did a live video about me quitting, doing live videos in Rank Makers. Again, didn't mention my name. I don't think I never watched the video, but I was tagged multiple times. And I had one of his flying monkeys come after me, sending me a message saying, Julie, I just want to reach out. Ray did a live video about you today on RankMakers. We just want to make sure you're quitting doing live videos for the right reasons. Ha ha. Like this, you know, at the time I'm like, what the fuck? But also like, well, these are the reasons why blah, blah. like now it's like, why would you do that? Why? What? purpose does that serve right unless you're like leaving a cult kind of thing you're like not obeying and I had enough visibility where I'd done all these challenges I would placed a lot he talked about my content a lot in his mind I believe he thinks that he like contributed to my um growing social media following and wants credit all, all the credit like a sponge just keeps sucking up more and more attention more and more credit all the time right And because I'm stopping doing that, like, I don't know, maybe it's like, oh, shit, somebody who has been like in this group for so long is stopping doing this. This could threaten like, I don't know, other people doing it. I don't know. It's Um, such
0: a cult thing. And that weird credit thing is such a cult thing, too. Yeah. Give me what I deserve.
1: (laughs) I've done more
0: than you've thanked me for recently. (laughs) I'm like, what? Yeah.
1: So that was the last day I was in Right Makers. I didn't go in. I, I still had been a part of the group. Like I didn't remove myself, but I didn't go in the group anymore. Jen Rayola, my coach, that, that time I'd stopped the coaching as well. She had sent me a message as well. And, um, and so did Michelle. They both said, I don't care what you're doing. Uh, we are, you know, you do what's healthy for you. And that's really good. And I was like, holy shit. I also want to just uh, say this about Jen. While I was being coached by her, And I was going on about TikTok and that. She sent me a book by Glennon Doyle called Untamed. And there's a a passage in there that we now go back and forth with each other with is it's like uh, you're a goddamn cheetah. So it's like there's a story in there about like this cheetah that's chained up and it just like runs back and forth on this lap and like they're looking at this cheetah and they're like the cheetah wants to be a cheetah. And I felt really seen by that. I'm like, holy shit, like she's one of his top coaches. I'm not doing what they're saying. But she's on my side. And it's like she, she was there the whole time too. I, I leave rank makers and then I'm doing my own thing. I'm on TikTok, but I'm still selling network marketing. Like I'm still doing my thing on Facebook and stuff, but I'm starting to be like, I, shit, the cracks are starting to show. So but, you
0: saw the red flags of Colts indoctrination in Ray first.
1: Yeah. Ray is what led me out of network marketing. That's what led me out. Now, around, Around this time, so then May, my dad passes away I'm and sorry. that shit gets real. You know, I'm like, oh God, um, I'm glad I'd stopped doing live videos every day because there was like, three and a half years I didn't. I missed out on a lot of shit on my life, in my life. Now about this time, I don't know whether I saw you, Lula Rich, or whether it was like I was uh, virtually attending Monations, but the two happened very closely to each other. So Monations is Monate's event uh, annual event. And it was, I was attending it virtually. Now the pandemic is still on and people aren't wearing their masks. They don't give a shit. They're saying like something about the resistance. I'm like, you're at a Monet convention. Like, what are you doing? This is embarrassing. This is so stupid. I don't want to be affiliated with these people, you know? And then I could see John Maxwell come out and it's like, I'm finally seeing things as they are. John Maxwell is a speaker that does the rounds of all of, um, network marketing events. And he's not even making any sense. And he has this tagline, my name is John, and I am your friend. But he couldn't even get that out. He would just like, my and everybody would be like, "This is." he made no sense. He was like, he said something too. it was like, if you don't do the do, you won't done the did. And people were like, and I'm like, Oh, fuck. This is not okay. And and there'd been like a lot of other shit going on with monate like like there always is you know the the products people actually having their hair fall out that monate says no um they're detoxing which they then shifted blame onto the representatives but in 2017 when i signed up they gave us i still have the resource where it shows month 1 month 2 month 3 they call it detox it's not the reps that we're saying it it was directly from 8, but then they pulled it when they got in trouble and then they said, oh, we've never done it. Now it's all the reps. They're just, the reps are so stupid, right? There's all this shit that's been like piling up over the years and starting. Now it's starting to see it. Like Yanya Alic says, it's like there's a shelf in the back of your mind. Enough items get placed on it and eventually the shelf breaks and it, it was starting to break. So the, the rest of Monatians, I'm just like so critical of all, all these leaders talking about things. And then they had, then they had uh, some leader and they had some picture of all these women in Monet holding up Bibles with their chuggy fucking hats. And they're like, we like uh, converted 200 people to uh, Monet this over this weekend. I'm like, I'm not signing up to like a religion. Like, what the hell is it? I started this. Because I wanted to have nice hair, I wanted to make forty bucks. This is so messed up. And so around this time, and I seen, I seen you on Lula Rich. You can see you are crying up right now. I am laughing so hard. <laughs> First, Chugi hats sent me, and then it just kept getting worse. <laughs> I'm like, I saw, I watched Lula Rich. Now, I would never have taken in that kind of like against. MLM content before but I was ready and I'm watching it and then I see I see you talking you're like I'm in a cult I'm like I'm a fucking cult and so then I started to consume anti-MLM content I found your podcast I started listening to the stories and um, I'm like I could see myself and I couldn't believe how so many people from different companies we all have these same experiences and I still was very judgmental and I've since learned, I've done a lot of self-education. I'll continue to do, but there's still like that black and white thinking. I would listen to guests and I'd be like, oh, well, I'm better than them. I would think that. It was still black and white, us versus yes, them. Absolutely. I didn't understand that I'm like deprogramming, right? And like uh, about, um, it was December 13th, I made my first piece of um, anti-MLM content. And now from that, Jen ended up reaching out to me a few months after she said, Julie... Like, don't tell anybody, but I'm working on my exit strategy. And I'm like, holy fuck. Because if there's one person that I wanted to see get out, it was her. And I, I was like, that's that's all I hope, you know? And um, and then she did. And now she's been, she's it, actually, today is her three month anniversary of kind of like getting out and speaking. It's only been three months and she's been like a firecracker.
0: Congratulations, Jen. Yeah. We're so proud of you. Oh, Yeah.
1: And uh, so now, in the meantime, now Ray has continued to like he's made a course. I think it's called like Unlock the Talk about TikTok, which he shouldn't be selling because it's going against TikTok's community guidelines. It says no multi-level marketing content. But you know, when you're network marketing, you don't give a fuck. He's not in. He's not in a network marketing company. He's a coach, and I see him. He's rebranding now um, because I've seen parallels between what he's d- done in Nexium and Keith Raniere. Um, It's. I mean, it's just, it's the same fucking shit. And I see now like he's, he's uh, got this like uh coach or somebody that coconut, I call him coconut Joe, Joe Dispenza. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys coconut ever had Joe, ever had coconut Joe in the U S we had a clothing brand here called coconut Joe, a legend in his own mind. That's why I call him coconut Joe. Like you gotta, these guys gotta get their fucking like taken down a notch. Cause they just, he's a doctor, like of chiropractic but he like, I do quantum manifestation. If you have cancer, you've attracted it to yourselves and your cellular growth and the Western economic diversification of the rational large intestine. He makes fucking no sense.
0: How do people say those words in that order and go, yep, that's the
1: thing. Like how
0: do they sleep at night?
1: (laughs) I don't know. And so now he's like linked with this coconut Joe. And the training has been like people that are talking out against multi-level marketing are vibrating at a lower frequency. We are entering an age of enlightenment where there are haters and they are, you got to leave them behind. I'm like, and then they're starting to talk about this masculine and feminine energy too. The reason why I know this is because I've had, yeah, I've had people send me screenshots and videos and different things that are currently going on within Right Makers because now I've been like blocked, right? Because the more I'm finding out, I'm like, no, I haven't. Obligation to speak out because I promoted his coaching. I I encouraged people. I'm like I had to pay so much money when I was training for Ironman, you know, triathlons. It has to hurt enough for you to take action. I made up this. I I'm responsible for not only bringing people into Monate, being gaslit, having their hair damaged, but then also signing up for the business, spending money they didn't have, and also recruiting them to rank makers and getting into inner circle coaching and spending tens of thousands of dollars i'm responsible for that and so i can speak out and i'm like there's no fucking way i'm not i'm not going to speak out so
0: it's you wild. you figured it out the bubble burst and then oh, and yeah. then what happened
1: so about uh i started speaking out and i thought i know i know that this is horrible i know what i've been a part of is awful but that was only that was december 13th a month out I'm like, the layers are peeling back even more. I'm now, I've, I've read Stephen Hassan's books, freedom of mind and combating cult mind control. I've read Robert Fitzpatrick's Ponzionomics. It took me a while. It made me physically ill seeing what, how deep this goes. I started reading about Yanya, Yanya Alic. I started watching these interviews. Now I'm just like, I'm only a month out and I'm like, Oh my God, I had no idea. Four months out, I was out for a walk. And it hit me like it, I was, it was a physical course. I I sat down by the river and I just started crying. I'm like, I need fucking help. I couldn't, I couldn't process the magnitude, the scope of what I'd been a part of. Like it hit me how many people I had like been responsible for bringing into rank makers or just like encouraging them to stay and spending all this money. And people are still going, you know, in, and I'm like, I gotta, I need help. I don't know how to deal with this. And that's when I sent, I found a psychologist sent an email. I'm like, you experience with cults. And I was fortunate to find one that, that has a little bit, but was the area of practice was trauma. And also did not, uh, didn't know a lot about multi-level marketing, but knew, didn't purchase it, didn't support them anything, has now na- educated themselves. And what's cool about this is I had my last appointment a couple of weeks ago, where unlike network marketing, you always need to have a coach. But whereas in therapy, there's a natural end point and it comes about you being independent and that was that was really powerful too so that was that was 4 months out i'm now i'm just over 8 months out that's yes, that's where i'm at right now and now i've been like it took me a while to like be able to like say his name and like speak out about rank makers and like there's people you know that are still within that will say things um, that I used to get, like, I, I didn't know how to handle it. But you know, as time has passed, and you heal it, nat you naturally see through things. So one of the things um, I've encountered will be like, Oh, you're going to bash the industry. And I just agree with them. I'm like, you're fucking right. So I'm going to bash the industry, I'm going to bash your products, I'm going to bash your company, and I'm going to bash your fucking behavior too. It's like, they don't want to be accused of the things that they accuse you of. So it's like, another thing is like, you're so filled with resentment. You're fucking right. I got a container of resentment. It's like, you can't have any emotions other than positivity, happy, gratitude, anything else. It's just like, it's like horrible. So that's, I'm still healing. I'm speaking out and I'm speaking out because it's like, it helps create safe spaces for others. Like you've done following your example, leading with compassion, but also setting boundaries. And it's not okay to have someone that when you say no, that they just ignore it. So like when I've started posting on Facebook and Instagram, especially on TikTok, there's like now anybody that would say, I'm so sorry, that was your experience, but that hasn't been mine. And then immediately goes into an ad hominem attack. When you say, no, you all say this, I just delete them. I don't, I don't give people still in cults, the platform to speak on. They've got enough fucking platforms on social media. They're not using mine. Um, that's how I choose to do it I can't handle it I don't have the emotional bandwidth to deal with it I want it so other people can then feel safe to even like the post or just be like I'm the same way and they feel protected because it's about now other people's voices speaking out and there have been there are other rank makers that are have left and that are speaking out and I don't know if he always intended for this to happen Ray or if it devolved and it continues to devolve. Um, I've seen him, his personal account now, he's rebranded himself. He used to say something like he helped network marketers. Now he says this weird gobbledygook. It's like I help high achievers master their emotions and maximize their potential. I think that's the angle he's going for. So which is fucking, in my opinion, Keith Ranieri, fucking nexium. It's yeah. the same, it's the same shit.
0: It sounds to me blah 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 give me your money blah 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 i'm going to scam you blah blah yeah. blah and if you don't yeah. get it you're an idiot
1: yeah you're an idiot you have there's something wrong with your mindset um you will continue to self sabotage yourself and you will continue to have limiting beliefs and if you don't succeed it's because if you know any reason you give it's always your fault but that one of the well you just set out to prove me wrong you can't get through these you can't get through them when they're still in the cult you know but I don't like how he's continuing to manipulate people. And I've struggled with, it. it's like, I'm in a fucking black mirror episode. This is weird. Did this really happen? Was this really bad? Yes, it was. But it's like, you're trying to make sense of, of what happened to you, you know?
0: Yeah. And uh, my daughter has a t-shirt that she wore to school the other day that says, it's not me. It's you. And I feel like that <laughs> is, awesome. like just encompasses like everything that Ray is. It's him. <laughs> Yeah. He's creating this, he's yeah. made this, he's created yeah. so much negativity by ba- basically just telling everybody they're stupid and they don't know what they're doing, yeah. that people have sought, like they're seeking outside advice for these things that they're experiencing. And in that, mm-hmm. they're finding the truth and leaving.
1: Yes. He he hurts. You get hurt enough. This was one of the weird things when I was listening to your podcast. I was so judgmental about people. I'm like, oh, Sure you had to personally hurt before you left. It's like, yeah, Julie, that's typically what happens in every scenario. Like you have to, and I had, that's the only way. It's not a bad thing, but that's how messed up my mindset was, my mind, my, my that's how messed up my thinking was. Yeah, you know, there's like, and, and even like there's words that I can't handle now that we would use so much, like just curious, would you be open to? Mm. And then there's that feel, felt, found. And then this other one, we'd be like, say, it's like, oh, well, Roberta, when actually Roberta, when people say, when people typically say exactly what you just said, they sign up. Like we'd say shit like that with the L Y. It's like, there's all these words when I hear it and I'm like, oh, right. That's why business.
0: And that (laughs) is, it goes, always goes back to that, right? Like if this was a legitimate business, you would care about the holes. You would care about the leaks. You would care about the problems. You would care about people. Not getting their stuff on time. You would if this was a legitimate business. Yeah. But it's
1: not. Yeah. It's a scam. It's a scam. And just have the products. And then there's like some people too. um, My products are great. Yes. They can be amazing and they can absolutely work for you. Absolutely. It's the recruitment. There's recruitment. There's a problem. Yeah. It's just these. It's.
0: I mean, if I started a mlm where i'm just selling two by fours like people are like they're just two by fours like i can buy them anywhere like there's a reason that the products are unique that they come in colors that you can't find places they come in prints you can't find there's a reason and it is because they want you to come in that is the gateway to coming in oh look at those pants oh that's a that's an interesting shake oh that tastes good oh it cleared up your acne Whatever the miracle product is that solves the big problem that everybody has, like that's the gateway. The products yeah. have to be a little bit okay. A little bit. If the product sucked, no one would join. If it yeah. was just like a thing you could get anywhere that had nothing special about it, nobody would join. So it has yeah. to be slightly special. Yes. Even if it's only special because the pyramid cult gods say it's special. Yes.
1: You know, the healing from this is, um, everybody's, everybody heals kind of like differently. And I, I know if there's anybody listening to this, um, from rank makers, I know, I know what it was like. I would, I blocked people. I could just hear hate. Why are they so angry? And they, they don't recognize, I couldn't recognize other emotions. They were all wrong, you know? And it's like, but just hit, hit, taking that time away a little bit, even some time off social media, you start to, you start to heal pretty quick. You start to see things through. And, and the people in rank makers are really, really, really good fucking people. They are um the hardest working people. These people are, they believe and they will create content, they will do live videos, they will do everything. And I look out if these fuckers leave and they start speaking out because they're forced to be reckoned with they're, they're, they're really good people. They, they went in because they really do want to impact people. They really want to help people. And when, you know, when they find out that they've been hurting people, that's the impetus to speak out. That's why a lot of us, we're, we're not healing at first, which would be great, but we're just going out and we're like, we have to let as many people know and start planting seeds because we've, we've actually hurt people and we feel an obligation to speak out.
0: Well, I will say open call to action for anybody listening who was in Rank Makers, is currently in Rank Makers, is thinking about joining, whatever. If you have a story, you know, like let's continue this too, because we need to expose this sort of stuff. And this one seems pretty bad. And because people are already talking about it and we're gaining some speed, like if you have an experience with this, like let's talk.
1: Right on. (laughs)
0: thank you so much, Julie. Like you were so great. Are you ready to do some rapid fire questions? I'm ready,
1: Roberta. (laughs) Let's do this.
0: All right. So what is one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing? Deception. What is a piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is thinking about joining an MLM?
1: Okay. Now this I would say that if they're thinking about joining an MLM, they're already fucking hooped. The indoctrination has already begun and I'm going to see you in five years and see you on the other side. Good luck. But on the off chance that they're serious about thinking about it, that they're open to be taking in additional information, that's key. I would suggest treating it like a real business then before you sign up. And I would absolutely talk to people who have left the company and listen to like uh, stories from your podcast to people who have left. It is critical to take in opposing information at the point. If you're already thinking about it though, I think it's like, it's, I honestly think it's too late. Like I know people have like gone in and then they've gotten out, but it's like the indoctrination has already happened because they're already told, don't look at what's on the internet. There's people that are angry. They're just haters. You've, you've tried the products. The reason why they're thinking about it's probably because Maybe their friend gave them like some skin cream and they love it. And they're like, it's really not that big of a deal. Why should I, is it that, and that, that would be my only thing. If they're serious, go and talk to, they don't even need to talk to. They can just find it on online podcast or YouTube videos. And I'd also go on, I, I'd recommend going on to Reddit, anti MLM Reddit and going in there. Yeah. Because what that's That's going to be the preview of what your future is. You're going to be like, oh God, I did all these things, you know?
0: Absolutely. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? I think it's Amway
1: just because it's the mothership. It's, I mean, you could go way, 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 you know, like further back, but that fucker, that that's the worst. Yeah. What
0: was the hardest lesson that you learned while you were in MLM?
1: (sighs) My instincts were right all along and I should have listened to them. I mean, I was listening to them, but fucking brainwashing, you know, takes time. But my instincts were, my instincts were speaking up from the beginning. You know, I didn't have the, I think there might be a a misconception that you're, there's this, uh, you're told don't listen to your instincts. It's more, it's more insidious. It's framed as your comfort zone. It's, it's framed as like, look at all of us together. We, these people don't pay your bills. Like you just got to, keep on going. That's how it's framed. But what it's saying, what it's meaning is that stop listening to yourself like what Stephen Hassan talks about, your internal locus of control shifts to an external locus of control. You need to listen and do exactly what your upline says or what your network marketing coach says. So that's I would be at listening to my instincts. And then finally, the positive <laughs> takeaway. Um, you know, I'm really good at making fucking content and I know how to plant seeds. I know how to water them. And I want to reach my friends that are in RankMakers and I want to help them get the fuck out. (laughs) And I know I was in there for five years. I took notes, detailed notes. I know I still speak the same way that Ray speaks with some things I do. I am like actively working to get that. So I know um, the content is reaching people. So content creation and um, if anything else, learning how fucked up and toxic this stuff is so I can speak out about it, you know, and I, I don't know if I'm ever going to do this, like, if I'll, I'll keep on doing this forever. But right now, it's the time is right. And I'm gonna just keep speaking out.
0: Well, you guys heard it here first. Julie Anderson is the Johnny Appleseed of anti MLM. <laughs> <laughs> keep planting those seeds, babe, because you are killing it and I am so happy to have you. Your voice is amazing. Your Gen X content is great too. So you guys go for the anti-MLM and stay for the ridiculousness because it is great. Julie, thank you so much for spending the afternoon with me and telling your story. Um, And once again, fuck Ray Higdon.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Roberta. It means a lot. Like when there's people that are um, outside that don't know who he is and um aren't impressed it really means a lot to people within it because we hold him like with in such high regard you know and so many people are just too afraid to say his name or to give any kind of criticism you know and um i'm i'm fucking harsh but that's how i feel so fuck it
0: (laughs) well you know ray is a dime a dozen and there's all kinds of other toxic men who are trying to educate people to get them to spend even more money in scams and we're just going to We're just going to take our time and and work through all of them and expose all of the red flags so that we stop giving them money.
1: Oh, you're the best, Roberta. I'm so glad I saw it. I'm so glad that you started speaking out and started um, this podcast. This is like, this is pretty fucking cool for me right now. It's pretty fucking cool for me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you, Roberta.
0: you so much for listening to life after mlm don't forget to like subscribe and share and follow us on social media at life after mlm podcast and my advocacy at the real roberta blevins you can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes and if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought oh my god i have a story just like that that needs to be told hit me up the real roberta blevins at gmail.com I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans.